Thank you guys for tuning in once again. Thank you guys for um, giving me an amazing month in October. I'm back to the regular format of just being the one man podcast. But thank you, by, thank you everybody for listening to um, Project Beauty. I can't say it enough. I'm just really happy and really pleased. Um, if you missed it, you can check it out on SoundCloud and on on the anonymous radio network dot com. Just check that out too. Um, thank you, Ryan, for last week for uh, helping me with the love of the forgotten. Um, just want to say that, and to also Adrian, Johnny, and John helping me out with Project Beauty. But it's a new episode. Hope everybody is about to have a great weekend. It's Friday. Um, it's not payday yet for some people, but if it is, you know, make sure you get your bills paid. <laughs> and if you got anything uh, to spend over, um, you could donate it uh, to Extra Life, um, which I'll talk about at the end. Or, you know, maybe pick up a cheap video game, something indie, something cool that's on sale, something that you want to experience. Um, be very nice. Um, but this episode... Um, and I got this, um, this, uh, I had a conversation with our, my good friend, Tony Zidakakis from the NBC Video Game Book Club. Shout out to everybody on there. Um, we were talking about character art and how sometimes, uh, character art can hinder you from making a purchase or not want to play a game. But I kind of wanted to go further than that. So today's topic is does art direction hinders a video game purchase? Is it something that when you see something that's graphical or like a character design that, or just something that a company decides to use for, oh, sorry, use for that art style for that game, does it stop you from purchasing it? And for some people, it is. Some people can overlook it. Some people cannot. Uh, definitely for me. Um, I talk a lot, a lot about this that I love art and I love different art styles and the way people are handling uh handling their art style for the story that they want to tell or maybe the gameplay or some of the kind of cool action scenes that they want to get uh they want to present to the players um you know to the fan base uh for a lot of people sometimes it's the reboot or a redesign of characters if you can see what happened with dante for devil may cry uh the dmc uh, game um by ninja theory a lot of people were pissed off about that um if you look at bayonetta 2 which we'll talk a lot uh, about earlier too um that her character design felt like it was too sexy and you know it was very over sexualized even with um Itagaki when he was doing the ninja uh the dead or alive series um even uh dead alive volleyball um even konami they had like a wrestling game that dealt with women um uh, with big boobs and things like that it's like sometimes people think that a certain character's design needs to uh, appeal to uh, the consumer and it's not necessarily all of that you know I, I definitely think when you have a redesign or a reboot um, it's always good to give a first interpretation of that character and it, it, you kind of got to think that um, the art direction that's on paper Versus the art direction that's seen in a trailer or or an actual movement of the game. You know, you can, you can have that opinion and you can have that discussion. Um, 
but definitely for me, I I I'm fine with it. Uh, I love DMC Devil May Cry. Um, George for Simon's Cakes. Shout out to him and everybody at that podcast. Um, we were on the NVC video game book club talking about Bantra Kazooie, and we got to talking about DMC. Um. Uh, during the podcast and how we just love we both love that game and i talked about how i love that art style that ninja theory had um and just presented like it's really fresh and really crisp um it really give off a better vibe and a better look than the regular dmc games because if you go back to dmc um well not dmc yeah well, yeah, if you go back to DMC and if you even look at um, the new uh, current hardware, um, even on 360 and PlayStation 3, you might spot some differences, but the art style is really clean and really fresh, um, really gothic. It, it, it used the color palette so well compared to what they did with Devil May Cry on PlayStation 2. Um, of course, with different technology, you have to take the art style and consideration but if you think about it nintendo any you know pretty much with nintendo they could take different art styles and do it on whatever hardware they have and you would be surprised at how good it looks and how fast it runs and you sometimes can't even well you could probably some people could tell the difference but sometimes you can't tell the difference from what the playstation 4 and xbox one is presenting like if you look at xenoblade chronicles x um, just by screens, uh, you know, it looks gorgeous. Um, seeing it in motion, uh, in motion is still gorgeous. Um, but getting back uh, to the DLC uh, talk that we have, um, like I really love that redesign that they have of Dante. I haven't, I didn't have no problem with it. I actually kind of prefer that one. Yeah, you could say his attitude and um, his fighting styles and things like that. But I'm, I feel like his attitude fits his character. This is what you want to be compared to what they did with Devil May Cry Two, uh, or Devil May Cry on uh, on PlayStation Two. If if okay, I, I can understand the first one. That's completely fine. But I feel like when it came to, got to part two, I just feel like this is kind of the same thing. And, like, the graphics didn't approve. Like, you could tell, like, from Resident Evil 1 uh, to Resident Evil 2 that there were some... Um, there was some graphical differences. Not saying that uh, Resident Evil 2 looked bad or anything, but you could you could see the difference between both games. Of course, when you get sequels... Um, the graphic and the art direction is supposed to be better over the first one. And sometimes it's not that. Um, if you look at the Yoshi series, not Yoshi series, um, I mean Kirby series, that um, it really took, uh, it, it, it really took um, to, it really took to actually, I, w- I want to say, Yoshi, not Yoshi, I keep saying Yoshi, uh, Kirby, uh, Epic Yarn to really get a new style to Kirby. Because Kirby has always been 16-bit or 8-bit. He always been a sprite base in this game. And if you, if you look at the handhelds, it didn't really take to um, Nintendo doing taking on Yarn and then making the game actually look Yarn. Even if you look at Yoshi's Woolly World, um, wow just like the yarn looks really nice it looks really pretty and really attractive you know kirby has had his 16-bit days or i should say his bit days 
Uh, he did Yarn, which was kind of, uh, you know, a debut, um, trying something out. And now he looks even good in Claymation, uh, just like the way that they did it with uh, Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. Just really, really good. Of course, you can't do that on a handheld, uh, you know, but it would, it would be probably cool something to see um, for them to do. So, Sometimes when you do not a reboot or sometimes when you do a redesign or when you try different art styles, I should say, when you try different art styles, um, it's going to be some problems. It's going to be whether you like it or you don't, but they need that art style to tell their story, to tell their game. Um, even if you look at women with big boobs, I do not understand why a lot of companies think that dressing their characters their female characters up as sexy is going to still sell because the thing about it is um and me and johnny womack uh, we talked about this that sexy women do not sell games in my opinion i don't think they sell games very well you know, it, it it's no benefactor to me because the thing about it is I can't play them. I'm not going to do anything with them. They're fictional characters. They're not even probably going to even matter in the story. Like they might get killed off or they may not even play a vital role. They're just there to show up. So why, why feature them a lot? And think that that's going to sell the game when in no good and well. It to me personally is not. It's going to be like, ooh, this looks this is cool you know i I like the gameplay i like the story that they want to go tell you know let me get into this game and try it out and that's kind of how i see it and when i see it i pick up the game now if if there's a sexy woman with big boobs that's in it it's just in there for me it it really doesn't do like i said it doesn't do nothing for me be like ooh, she's attractive it's just like you just do this you just built this character to which for me you just did it just to get sales for the game or you still have the stereotype and this belief that it's going to sell not really um dead or live volleyball the girls, their breasts is very jiggly, but that's very a uh, Japanese anime kind of stereotype, and it's so over the top. And it's just like real women's breasts don't jiggle like that. For some women, it it do, but it's just like really. So you're featuring all these character models, but then you get into the gameplay, and it's not it's very average you know you really try to sell people with your art direction this art style and for me personally it doesn't do nothing um whereas like platforming mascots like crash bandicoot son of the hedgehog those games because they're very childlike and very like e for everyone you know they could change up their different um art styles and if the fun is there, it will always sell. If you look at the Mario series, it continues to sell everywhere. And they have changed their art styles differently. In fact, you know, Paper Mario is one of the, it's like kind of their funny. That and I would, I would, I would like to say the Mario Luigi games. Um, you know, Square did their thing with uh, Super Mario RPG. Um, 
for the Super Nintendo, you know, it had that own art style. And then if you look at now, but like New Super Mario, the New Super Mario universe, um, it's still people like it. Um, they feel like it's very sluggish at some parts, and they don't, you know, the people a lot of people have uh, problems with it. But the platforming is always there. The challenge is always there, and you know, it looks really good. So kind of like no matter what with Nintendo do with the Mario series, it's it's kind of fun to me uh, where we'll complain about Sonic the Hedgehog is that you know because the gameplay messes up the art style you know you can't really do much with Sonic now don't get me wrong Sonic Colors is a beautiful game um Sonic Lost Worlds is a beautiful game like these games they look beautiful the character characters are there it's just that it's weird that the gameplay doesn't match that art style they're they're good games or decent games for some people say um but you know i think sometimes sega just tries too hard to do different things with the sonic series and their art style when it's not really their art style it's really more of their gameplay um and stuff like that people would just be like well you change Sonic hairstyle, so I'm not going to buy the game. Or, you know, you got all these busty, busty babes, and you think that that's going to sell the game. Well, no, it's it's not going to do it for me because I don't uh, justify women like that. You know, th- there's so many reasons, but when it uh, comes to the art style, and the art style has, or the art direction has to really stand out to make an impression. It really becomes hard for people to really want their want that game. So when we come back, um, we're going to be talking about when art direction is meeting gaming needs, and we will be right back. So when the art direction needs to meet a gamer's need, uh, pretty much it needs to kind of show off what a system could do. If you look at the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, they need a game that's going to be really rock solid and you know with the graphics. And what other way to do it than something like a first-person shooter or um, get a creator that's known for different franchises and different uh different art styles and have them come in and show them sorry about that show them a trailer that's in 3d or ooh, excuse me about that again ooh, excuse me about that again um different uh different kind of art styles that they have 
a person doing like sometimes they'll even show that uh you know when they put their artwork on paper this is an idea or a concept that they're going so they use that those kind of art directions to meet what that game uh need is definitely with first person shooters you got to kind of give a very impressive um impressive look now i'm not saying uh Things like the alien, uh, not isolation, but the alien colonial marines uh, kind of art direction. Like you show a treader that's very impressive, but it doesn't match the art that's in the game when it comes out. We we don't look look for that um, because we know with CG treaders it could be it could look any way. It doesn't give a final representation of the game whereas areas that something like super metroid or not super metroid the metroid series or the legend of zelda series um that they have to try different um art styles to meet that gameplay that they want to present and if you look at uh even the legend of zelda wind worker it's like one of the best um best uh best examples that it has to change um, throughout the zero throughout the series and with wind waker they was trying their hands at cell shading because cell shading was big at the time when that game came out due to jet force uh um not gemini uh jet jet grind radio sorry about that um came out you know it was kind of the first cell shading style that was not only hip and modern but it was very attractive to look at uh with the color palettes so nintendo probably looked at that and was just like you know but maybe telling a kid story um this might fit that style so when they presented and people got upset about it they didn't realize that the graphic that art direction that they needed for that gang was just tremendous like it really fit what um it really fit that link yeah when i right now calls that tune link even if you look at the amiibo it says tune link and people wish that style would come back uh now that we got the sky resort style and soon under legend of zelda wii u whatever style they're working on when it comes out it might be a little bit more detailed we cannot wait um, when we seen that last year, 2014, we was all sold, and it didn't have to really be a realistic link, uh, like Twilight Princess or Majora's Mask or uh, or Karina Time. Those art styles are good for what they were trying to go for, you know, tr- trying to be dark and gritty because that's what you know that's what was probably kind of the common thing for a lot of games was just this dark and gritty place i i guess they felt like you know the legend of the legend of zelda series is lighthearted. there are dark moments but you need your character to be uh light-hearted and ready to go and show some kind of courage and that courage has to be presented through our art style so that's what i, I kind of think that nintendo was kind of doing with that game they were just trying to use that art style to meet that game's need now the problem with a lot of people who who just won't buy a game due to the heart style uh i mean our art style um people would say that it's too kitty it's too bland or it's too generic and when i mean bland and generic it's like with bland it doesn't pop out you know nothing there's just a color palette that's just like oh this is just earth tones and it's dark and gray and it just feel like they didn't put no effort into it whereas something generic just looks like 
you know, something that we're been accustomed to for years and years in the series and they haven't did nothing new about it. Like we get on Call of Duty, uh, that they have generic graphics, but we seen their art style over and over again and they have not changed it up. They made it look pretty because of the engine that they use, but they haven't really did anything um uh, outside of that. So it's gonna be dark, it's gonna be uh gray and it's gonna to try to represent a little bit of what the uh of what the series is known for. If you look at even Grand Theft Auto, the series that is kind of generic in its graphics. Yeah, it tries something different with Grand Theft Auto five, but you know, to represent that LA California kind of look, but nothing about that really pops out. You know, if you look, if you compare that 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 look to something like Saints Row or even Sleeping Dogs, you know, it's just a it's it's big open it's a big open world game, and you just use a different uh different color scheme. But I'm just like this this could be like Vice City or this could be actually Grand Theft Auto Four. It's just like they really haven't tried anything else with their um with their art direction it, it's it just kind of feels the same um you know everybody got on kirby epic yarn that it was too kitty in this art style and even this is gameplay was because it just felt like it's impressive but there's not enough and i guess it being on the wii um they couldn't really do much but i kind of like that art style um if you look at even yoshi's island the first one that is too kitty because they use a crayon style uh for its graphics which which who would have known that they would actually try something like that uh you know at that time you really had 16-bit sprites um, you didn't really have anything um, that really stood out. Well, Yoshi's Island, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, I should say, really stood out because of that crayon, uh, crayon look. So you see the black outline and you see the eggs looking like, you know, very color book bookish i should say and their design. And we haven't seen that a lot of games do that. Now, you could say indie games uh, today are using that same style. You know, they could go 8-bit, 16-bit. In fact, they could use kind of any style that they want. But because they're indie, we we expect less from them. We just like, okay, this is a game that's going to probably be like four or five hours. It's cheap. So, I'll, you know, whatever art style they go with, you know, will help them. They haven't been helped with no AAA publishing. You know, they're doing all the work on the, on themselves. So we can expect, you know, I don't want to say lower quality in their art style, but for some people, that's what you're going to get because they're an indie developer. They don't have a team of 150 people or, or eight studios trying to make the game. They have maybe 10 to 15 people making this small game and working hard to develop something that looks really good and um, pleasurable uh, from art style to um to gameplay and things like that and i always say me and johnny always say this that it's never about the graphics if you love games play the games that you love don't never let it be about graphics but uh, you know and i for me i i we always say that don't let it be about graphics because when it's always about graphics it becomes a war and it and 
those graphics, like I said, that's why the discussion uh, is titled Does Art Direction Hinders a Video Game Purchase? If you allow graphics to be the motivation of you getting uh, getting a game, that's very problematic. It shouldn't always be about that because there's a lot of great games that's out there that don't have the best graphics, but the experience is what's more important. So when um, when you have art direction going versus the graphics, um, and it sounds the same. Where art directions could change at any time throughout the game. You you know, something if you not I don't want to say psychonauts, um. But you know, you might look at uh, um, uh, what's uh, Cuphead. If you look at Cuphead, that's an unexpected art direction that you have never seen in in a video game. Taking these fifties, this uh old timey kind of cartoon uh cartoon look, and applying it to a game to uh you know, and there's no way that we could c- compare it. Where you know the graphics might seem too, uh, you know, it, it might hurt the eyes. It might be like, well, this just doesn't look fun because there's so much going on and you can't tell what is going on because you the color palette is really messed up or the bullets are small. You know that might be something that a lot of people will be are would not be into. Will say that just because this is this graphical style and this is the art direction they decide to go with, it's not for me. So I'm not going to play. You know, and there's some people who are like that. Um, and some people even ask me, well, what's the hottest games going on? I, and sometimes I say, well, Super Mario Maker. It has four different graphic styles of an art. Yeah, four different graphic styles um, representing each system that that particular game came out. Nah, too kiddy for me. I don't like that. You got anything like this? And be like, well, we got this game that does it. No, that's not my type of game. So it it, it gets kind of weird to be like, what is the when you make it about that graphics art style? I mean, not gra- art style. That graphic style it becomes very problematic. Definitely, I love when games try different art directions and which and when it's implemented and you see how it flows. Sometimes the graphics don't just doesn't matter to me. You know, it's always been about the art direction, kind of for me. I, I love seeing their concept and then when it's put into motion, um, you know, it, I can make my decision off of that. But I want to make sure that if I'm going to make my decision off of that, that I at least try it and play it. There's tons of games that I have not tried and not played. There's a whole library of PC games that I haven't tried. But it's not because of the art direction. It's not because of graphics. It's just I don't play PCs. I keep saying that over and over. But there's a lot of games that, that are coming soon that I really do want to try. And I feel like their art direction and even sometimes their graphics are very impressive um sony last week did their conference for um in paris and they showed davis cage's new game detroit and it looks like heavy rain it it looks like the kind of uh you know style of story that he tells and stuff but there was uh, something emotional 
about it. There was something that really resonated that just made me drop my drop my jaw. Um, me and Johnny was talking about Horizon Rail Dawn for the PlayStation 4. And even though it looks impressive, Guerrilla Games make some really beautiful games. Don't get me wrong. They really make some beautiful games. Killzone 2 and Killzone 3 are very impressive on the technical level. Um, I, I would ch- just wish they had showed a different uh, trailer about that. But it's very impressive um, and very good to see that what what they're going to present to us cannot wait for that game next year um but that graphic and that art style that they needed uh art direction that they went with was needed to tell that story and i cannot wait to see more um still the last garden i still think that's a very beautiful game i uh, you know team eco is known for that graphical style that's their art direction that they're set with um i completely tell them that sony's nintendo and their company um because their games are great and they're very i will hopefully they will be more successful uh and people will give them more recognition uh it's just that it's just for some people that art direction is sometimes that just graphic style in general don't do not suit them so when we come back we're going to be talking about being used to a serious art style as gamers and i will be right to a serious art style um definitely it's expected for some people um like i talked earlier about call of duty um people expect that art style to be there like because they really want to shoot people in uh, oppressive environments they, they they don't want anything that looks bland and that just looks you know that that's just there it's not fitting for them you know they prefer to have you know uh, our style that's very uh pleasing to their eyes because it's a, for some people you just don't pay attention to it um definitely with like if you look at the ninja gaiden uh the ninja gaiden series um if you go from 8-bit to uh like the ninja gaiden 1 through 3 compared to the reboot of ninja gaiden uh 
the games. You can see, of course, you can see that difference, uh, and whatever platform that is on, that's what every, you know, that, that's pretty much what's going to happen. Uh, saying that, you know, that's what that, that art style is going to be on that system. Cause that, like I said earlier, it has to use the, uh, the hardware's, um, uh, the con the console's, um, hardware, um, uh, limita- I want to say limitations. <laughs> it has to use that character's hardware in order to tell, um, in order to use the engine that they want to run. And that, that sounds weird. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. It sounds weird, but it's because of that art style that they're going to be using. They need power for it. And like Ninja Gaiden is known for it. Um, with Resident Evil, you want to have zombies um, with it. So when you're used to that uh, that series art style, definitely with Resident Evil 4, um, you can see it done at 5 and 6. Um, when you see from 1 to 3, um, you can see a little bit of the graphics changing um, with it. But when it got to Resident Evil 4, it was just like, okay, this is the art style that we have. And we need it to be... Like pretty much, uh, you know, we, we need it to be very dark and very frightening. Um, and some people don't see it that way, you know. Well, for some people, um, a lot of businesses they see it that way. Where, like, for me personally, I I prefer that a different art style get changed. Um, if you look king, uh, look at the King of Fighters uh, series, that it be it's very it's still sprite based. It's a little bit three D animation depending on what this what system is it is running on. Um, but it's still kind of sprite based. Um, uh, kind of hand drawn. The look is hand drawn compared to something like Street Fighter, the Street Fighter series that if you got to before it got to Street Fighter 4 you continue to see like this hand animated kind of style in their fighting before they went like kind of not 3D models but like a 2.5D kind of look the look is more detailed than it is from uh, Street Fighter 4 and on well Street Fighter 4 and 5 like you really can't tell the difference it might look a little bit cleaner in Street Fighter 5 due to it being a uh, console and PC exclusive and it running on PlayStation 4 um, you you really just don't see that anymore definitely with Marvel vs. Capcom with those three styles the, uh, three games you know that style had to have that Capcom look to it um, you know it's to in, in order for it to be uh, recognizable to a lot of ser- series, uh, a lot of gamers and stuff, where Mortal Kombat even changed their art style, their direction that we was used to. If you go from Mortal Kombat one to three, you know they use that digitized uh, kind of look. After that, they stopped using it and started doing three D animation. Um, so. You know, when when you get used to a series, you kind of you kind of wish that they do change it up. Definitely, like with Kirby, like I said earlier, it was a lot of eight bit and sixteen bit sprites. You know, even when it came to GameCube, um, with Kirby's Air Ride, you know, of course it had to be three D modeling. No, not uh, not uh, GameCube, um, N sixty four, um, 
uh, yeah, everybody was on GameCube. I'm sorry about that. You know, it had to change with the time. So, of course, you're not going to have a 16-bit kind of style looking for it. Now, even if you did decide to do a 16-bit style, you have more power. So, you are able to do some things that you really cannot, uh, that you really couldn't do on the 16-bit. If you look at Shovel Knight, you know, they chose the 8-bit style. But they was doing some things in that game that you really can't do on the 8-bit you know a eight bit system if they did it like on a super, a super nintendo level then yeah i could probably see that but you know some of the stuff that they did you really wouldn't have been able to do on the nes they made it look that way um because that was the art direction that they went with um my thing with uh series art style is you know i always judge it by a nintendo philosophy and uh, the nintendo art style versus the industry art style is something a lot of people don't really recognize they really don't talk about nintendo's art style is that um like i said earlier it changes and whatever is needed for that uh that story or that system that they want to talk they're going to uh, tell and you know engine that they want to use they're going to go with that art style and it's going to look gorgeous they're going to like sometimes it might be even creative for them to use that art style where the industry um art style is just like okay you know it has to be realistic it has to have um all these it has to have some flash and pizzazz to it it has to look like a movie and uh you know it has to have that cinema feeling when you're when the characters playing the game and it's not really even all about that sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't you know if like i told um adrian on the mvc um on chat club we was talking about you know when we was ranking bench kazooie um and you guys could check that out i'll give out more details about that you know it's a really good episode really good discussion you guys need to hear that um i was telling him that Bayonetta 2 and Shovel Knight are like perfect tens in my book it, because they go against, well, definitely, definitely Shovel Knight. It, it goes against the triple A scene. And, you know, for this to be from Yaka Glane's former members of Ray Ford Studios, you know, they brought a retro style that not only had a great challenge, not only had great music, but it really felt like the feeling of it and this art direction and this design really felt like a eight bit game that really sold a lot of people. You know, and now that a lot of people is available on a lot of platforms and people are able to play it, it really sold much where Bayonetta two you know, who would believe this kind of art style will, will work on a Wii U? Everybody thought the Wii U had a lot of limitation. It wasn't powerful. No, Bayonetta 2 is, break, is going at 60 frames per second. And you can see this beautiful art style that's consistently, like, in motion that's really fast. And it's just dropping your jaw. Versus the in- industry where um, everything has to kind of be, like, dark and gritty and it you know the color palette definitely for a shooter has to be earth tone and you know it has to feel like it's war based and things like that and like i said earlier it's not always that nintendo's art style will always define what nintendo was all about the video game arts the video game industry art style becomes boring and generic and it produces a fear that that trying a different art style will make the game sell less and not try anything different for me personally i think 
I, and I could uh, talk about this. I think there's a lot of series that need to try different art styles. Just like there's a lot of series in Nintendo that need to try different art styles and gameplay. You know, maybe an M-rated Legend of Zelda or Super, uh, or Metroid game may happen. You know, we might actually get a team-rated Earthbound um, that that really deals with some issues and they might be uh, a art style that that Nintendo may Nintendo Japan I should say Nintendo Japan may be able to tell that doesn't it doesn't have to be anime um, it could look it could be 3D graphics or it could be uh, art you know it could be whatever art style they feel like they need to tell definitely with horror games you know with horror games it has to be dark and dingy it has to be very spooky it has to give that feeling of fear so. You know, that's something that's kind of separate from the video game industry and from Nintendo's philosophy um, because it deals with horror. And horror is always dark. It's always got to have a mystical ethnic, uh, mystical feeling to it. Um, like I said earlier, indies could get free to get away with anything because they don't have a big publishers. So when I come back, we're going to talk about a little bit of the Legend of Zelda art style and what makes that game sell. Um, to a lot of people. Now I will be right back. And I am back. Sorry about that. Um, continue on though. Uh, the Zelda art style. Now, we t- I talked about Wind Waker um, with the cell shading and with the Twilight Princess um, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. They kind of went on their own different art style too. Um, like they had a kind of a 3D realistic kind of look to them. Um, definitely if you look at the trailer for a Wii U edition on how it would look like in HD, you know, we now see they took the Skyward Sword style and, um, uh, detailed it a little bit more for the new Wii U. Um, but because it's been a hiatus, we actually don't know what's going to be shown anymore. Ooh, sorry about that. Um, of course, when you got the Legend of Zelda 1 and 2, um, they changed the gameplay, but yet the 8-bit style was there. And you can see the difference between The Legend of Zelda and The Legend of Zelda 2. Um, even when you look at the ga- the handheld versions, they each have their own different art style. Um, where, of course, the Game Boy Advance is going to have a more 16-bit system style. Um, where the DS tried to, uh took the wind worker style uh not uh the ds yeah took the wind worker style and applied it to 
that handheld tech um uh technical limit limitation i say um to that hardware to make it look that way um but when it comes to the consoles usually the art style kind of changes which with every game um the, if you look at the legend of zelda uh link to the past you see that's a 16-bit where the legend of zelda a link between worlds is more of a 3d um not realistic but a 3d kind of uh, faster look to it um, so you can kind of see there's those difference with there uh, we expect a lot of the Legend of Zelda series to actually be done in different styles we we kind of prefer it that's, I think that's what for some of us makes it hard to label which Zelda is the best or how we rank them you know it's always going to change with with anybody but the art style is always important of course the experience and uh, what the what they offer in the game is important too but I feel like when it comes to the Legend of Zelda series I'm like there's I think that's one of the hardest get series to really you know kind of list and number because of the art style now you could say twilight princess should be at the lower bottom but a lot of people really like twilight princess i think it's a really good game you know i like skyrim it took me a while um to come to this realization and i still you know stand by it i believe skyrim sword is art style is better than the legend of zelda wind waker don't get me wrong they're both equal like the console like it's hard to uh list the zelda games for me i just love the series in general uh from handheld to um to console so we, we don't talk about the cdi we that Panasonic. we do not talk about that those games art styles are completely garbage and look like they were done by a blind person we we just don't talk about them we just don't accept them in the video game community we don't accept them but but you know when it comes to art style i think the legend of zelda sky resource really stand out in this art style of a wind waker um but that's personally that's just me personally but i but that's one of the art styles that everybody really to this day kind of talk about is still love and argues depending on, depending on if you're a zelda zelda fan or not or if you play the game um the devil may cry and the action art style of course it has to be really fast and very presentable um but it has to be recognizable too um it really got to stand out if you look at god of war god of war to me personally it just looks very bland and very pale in comparison to like bayonetta or devil may cry um because even though it's really uh kind of a roman greek mythology you know kind of take on it uh, well more greek than not roman but greek mythology take on it you know they gotta make it kind of bloody and very violent and make it fitting fitting what um what kratos is going through but that's more of a linear game so it's like kind of like set piece to set piece and the action just for just for me personally just doesn't do it um the 8-bit and uh, 16-bit art style um it's still more um used in a lot of uh independent games um it's not really used that much anymore and uh in the modern games like from AAA publishers but um like when it's done everywhere even if you look at raymond legends of course that's not uh or, or Regis, and it's not really 16 or 8 bit um 
just that hand-drawn artwork really stands out. Um, even with Way Forward, they, they could pretty much do a 16-bit game if they wanted to, but they don't. They really know how to take a franchise and a license and really apply that um, art style to it. Um, just for, but for right now, Shovel Knight is still beating a lot of people. But if you look on PC, there's a lot of indie games that are doing that 8-bit and 16-bit style that is giving, getting themselves that people would be like, oh, you know, this is very retro. And the retro is now still the thing that's like very big. So when I come back, and, and, and yes, I didn't spend much time on it uh, because I got two more sections. Um well, I want to talk about like women in games and how the art styles just doesn't appeal to uh, um, to a lot of players. And so I will be right back. smarter than that for any kind of gamer women men children we're, we're just smarter than that we know what that they're trying to do and it doesn't for a lot of us that doesn't suit us and we we really overlook it so it, it's something that we we just really do not care about definitely for me i do not care about women boobs being in the game um even with men with big muscles and stuff, that doesn't do nothing for me. It's 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 the experience that I want. So that's why I kind of feel like with, with the Bayonetta two and the Fat Princess controversy, I think people just overblown it and stuff. Where Bayonetta two is just over sexualized and you know it's just very sexist and I'm just like, well, she's not going to be in a regular outfit. Um, because she has to do all these moves. She's a witch. She's not going to be the on a broomstick kind of witch. We as gamers don't expect that. Unless she's going to use that broomstick as like a sword and attack people. You know, yes, she got these high legs. She got hair that, you know, covers her body uh, for clothes. And But she's fast. You know, she's witty. Um, she, owns, she owns it. Um 
yes, they Platinum <laughs> does this B movie kind of cliche about her, but you. But it's funny to us, and the reason why it's funny is because there's no way that you're gonna get shots like that. There's no way a lot of women look like that and dress like that. There's no women who's that tall with the kind of legs that she got on ninja kicking or kicking folks or other demons and angels like in the air like that like real women do not do that you would be surprised if, if there's a real women real women who could do all that stuff congrats to you you're the only woman on this earth that i know where with fat princess you know of course people are just like well you know it's making the the woman fat uh because eating her cake well it yeah, it is, but that's trying to be for the sh- uh, strategy. You're not going to easily pick up someone and kidnap them. Any criminal would just be like, I'm not going to kidnap a, a person that's big because the heavier that person is, the harder it's going to carry them. Weight versus weight. You got to see that, uh, you got to just see how that looks. So why not get someone that's, that's thin that I could pick up and just run off? Like, you have. N- and this is not to say this and I wish this on nobody you do not see nobody's big kid being kidnapped you see small little children because they're easy to well, manipulate uh, manipulate but they're easy to carry off if you need to grab and run you that criminals think that way you know you they're not going to be like oh I need a person that's 450 some pounds and i need to pick him up and run and plus it's they're feeding him cake feeding her cake what kind of elves or mid not midges or what kind of enemies have that much time to bake a cake with i guess with a cherry on top and to eat it and feed it to a woman who's gonna eat that and not and this is video game logic Who's going to eat cake like that, that quick, and gain weight like that? There's no way. That's the, that's the equivalent to Mario being small and eating a mushroom, and he just now automatically grows big. In reality, that doesn't happen. We eat mushrooms on pizza for some of us. Do you see us getting big, like running around in the streets, stepping on stepping on people? You, you just don't see that. So that controversy was really kind of out of hand for both of those games. You know, it, it's stuff like that that doesn't sell a lot of people on games it's the fun and the experience that art style is going to sell them the art direction is going to impress them it's not going to be how that character is designed not really for me personally it's not really um that might contradict with some of the stuff that I even said in this episode, but I don't look for it to, you know, women being super sexualized and stuff like that, or, you know, them having big boobs and, and jiggling stuff. As a, as a gamer, that stuff doesn't matter to me. For some women, it does matter, but it doesn't matter to me because sometimes that doesn't play a vital part in a game. And a lot of people don't, uh, don't see that. A lot of women do not see that. My thing is, if you're going to make that discussion happen, Good, make that discussion happen, but at least play the whole game and see how big of that part is in the game, in the vital game as a total. If that doesn't help you in gameplay and that doesn't help you in figuring out how to get through a puzzle, why would it even matter? What does it solve? You know, I to me personally, I have more of a problem that there's not enough ethnic characters in games um, unless it's customer characterization. I would like to see more 
diversity in race of characters, men and women, even, <laughs> you know, even different animals, you know, well, animal mascots and platformers and stuff, you could get away with with ease. But I would love to see that, to tell the stories that they tell. Even, you know, sexual orientation, I would love to see that, you know. If we look at Poison being in um, Final, in Final Fight, you know, it's it's been through so many storylines so that it doesn't offend people. Well, who would have heard a man beating up a woman in an arcade game? It, it, that was one of the staples. But, you you know, Linda and Double Dragon, but she was the only female in the game. You know, she wasn't a boss. Um, Poison was the only female in the game um, in the arcade edition. Now, because Super Final Fight came to... The home, they don't want kids who's playing this game have their parents see that they're beating up a female. Uh, definitely when we a lot of reports of females being abused by men. You know, that was a that was a big thing. Um if you look at Streets of Rage two or you know, if you actually look at Streets of Rage one, the only females that's in that game, um is is uh the girls that look like Blaze and in Streets of Rage two, um the only two females you have is Blaze and these girls that got like electric whips and you know yeah they 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 look kind of uh they look sexy in a way um but they're very kind of, they're trying to be very dangerous you know it, they're not many in the game where you know. When it comes to a lot of women in games, they play such, unless they're not starring in it or they're the love interest for some unknown reason, they don't really play a major part in the game. Um, Resident Evil 4 with Ashley, she doesn't play a major part in the game. You have to protect her and you have to hide her. Um, yeah, she has some gameplay elements, but you had to really kind of run. And be able to get a piece, you know, so she could have her little part in the game. You know... But you would still go back to having it being a male character. Like, like when we make a list of games, of women in games, of course we're going to say Samus, Laura Croft, and Nam Bayonetta, and Princess Peach. Because even Princess Peach sometimes does helps, you know, when they put her in the game. Uh, Super Mario 3D World, she had her own game for the, uh, the DS. Um, she sometimes played a, a role, a played a role in... Um, Paper Mario, Thousand Year Door. So it's just like it's there's a lot of stuff, but you know, to me personally, I just like I feel like games need to, as a character, and now that we have the technology, now that we have art directions, that's kind of our foundations for a lot of series. We could really put a lot of ethnic characters in and not offend nobody. I was not offended from Mega Man, uh, Mega Man for the Vita. I mean, uh, PlayStation Plus when they have Oil Man because he looked black with the red lips. I wasn't offended about that because I, I've I already know about the history about that. So it's more of a learning thing. Where uh, for Japan, it's a different culture. It's oil. Oil is not brown. It's black. You know, I don't. When people make it things sometimes as a racial thing, even with Resident Evil Five with the zombies being black in Africa, it shouldn't be like that. Guess what? When you're a zombie, your race does not matter. You are out to kill and eat and whatever a zombie does. It doesn't matter. You know, so even with with, with women boobs, it doesn't sell on me. It just doesn't sell on me. It doesn't. It doesn't play no part. 
you know, like unless the only part they gonna it's gonna play in is they're like if you get help for breastfeeding, you know, women in uh, Grand Theft Auto, so they're prostitutes and you have sex. Well, people do that in real life. What uh, what does it do for them? I, for some people, they that's the only way they could get off. It's part of their fantasy. I know nothing about that, but. You know, there those art directions and those games and stuff don't really. They say something, but it really doesn't play a major role. And maybe that might be. They maybe that needs to change. You know, my thing with the art direction and with women and you know character design and stuff like that. I just want more variations and more stories to be told using with with women. Um, I, I kind of would like a overweight uh, overweight women in a game and just to see how they go about as a main character that you could play you know so the brand uh, two in the fat princess controversy which is very weird because their art direction does nothing for me you know it's it's the experience that I really prefer over their art direction um that, and that's just me boops do not sell in my opinion and if you know they might appeal to horny teens or some men but i'm just like there's other avenues to see that just just my thing so when i come back i'm going to do our last session talking about overlooking the art and i will be right back last section overlooking the art um i definitely could look overlook some art um i was very impressed with halo 4 i'm still impressed with halo 5 that looks good and those are games that i really do want to play you know only still i've got to go back and get those systems so i could be able to play um there's just some things and i keep <laughs> and i kind of was talking to tony uh fika overlook you know if you could overlook some art would he be able to play the game and he just says he just he tried he tried to but it just did not work for him um and and that i was kind of good happy that he said that um because you know if you overlook the art and at least give the game a try if it's not fitting for you at least you was able to um get some get some ideal of it and if it's kind of appealing to other people, um, 
hopefully it, it'll be you know it, it might not just fit you that might not be your art style which is fine you you really should not worry about that not being your art style or anything like that uh definitely for me like i said i'm a big person of art you know i love people's art direction i i there's some games that i could say that I, you know i need those graphics to really spot on i talk about fallout 4 and how the graphics just doesn't look right it doesn't and with me playing fallout 3 i i have more problem i have problems with other stuff than the graphics um and you know and i'll probably talk about that with some other friends but like fallout 4 i just feel like definitely i understand what they're getting at and it only makes sense that you know this art direction fits the style of what the fallout series are known for but i just feel like it 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 just feels like i need to see it in person then and then still in trailer form of course it's coming out and i plan on buying the game um and playing it um I had called my friend Jonathan uh, Eggert uh, from the Deluded uh, Geeks podcast. I'm not about to call him Captain Eggert because he's going to uh, be the captain that just plays the game with me. I'm going to bring the system over and hopefully uh, get some commentary with them uh, and that he plays the game um, and I just watch. Um, I eventually, I'm going to get into the game, but I kind of feel like I like he needs to play it before i play it so we could both explore and see what the game offers um now my question um you know going also adding to this conversation is are we entitled to what direction the game should go and if our demands are not met uh why like do we decide not to purchase the game like are we entitled basically um to a game or a series or a franchise having a particular art style and that art direction and they should follow what we say and if they don't follow us is that part of the reason why we don't buy it well we're not entitled because we don't front up the money to get these games made kickstarter is different kickstarter is an investment yes but you we are not people who personally own a company for games to be made if we did then you know when i feel like when we're if we are entitled do kickstarter i could say yes but we are presented with the idea that they're going on we're just only investing to make that people's dream come true so that game could be made that's all we're doing with Kickstarter, with pub AAA publishers and developers and stuff. They're going already go. They already have that funds to make that game. So we we could offer ideas of what we would like to see in the game. You know, gameplay ideas or stuff that didn't work in it. We give our feedback, and they will take that into consideration and maybe implement implemented a better version of that in the game. Or they might just take it out uh, in general if they see the sales are low. Um, but we are not entitled to say what we need to say with their art style. If a company or a publisher or developer is doing this art style and we're not fronting the money, like if, if I don't got $800 million to hire, hire Platinum to make um, Santa Punishment 3, which that should be a treasure game um to make a sin upon punishment three i have no right to tell them how to make the games that they make i'm just not entitled to do that um now when the game comes out i could i could 
have my reasons of not buying it, but I shouldn't allow art direction or anyone shouldn't allow art direction or graphics or anything from hindering them. If it's a series that you don't believe in, if you don't like the way, like to me personally, I don't want to support Bethesda. Now, that's very harsh and very critical, but this is why I have played the games that they make. Not saying that Bethesda is a bad developer. It's just that to me, when I touch their games, it's very broken and they're the the way that they develop and they make their games is not suitable for me yes i have skyrim yes i am i have fallout 3 yes i am buying out fallout 4 so why am i why am i getting it getting these games if i don't support them i i'm getting them because not only as a podcaster but as a gamer um i got to experience as much as i can now if i get fallout 4 and it doesn't meet my expectations, I'm not going to sell it. I'm going to keep it in my library because I really want to see if this is better than than it is. But I don't look forward to none more of the Fallout games. I don't look forward to none of the Bethesda games that come out. If they Bethesda get, comes out with another game, congrats for them. Hopefully they sell well. It's not because their art direction. It's because of the development of their, not development of their game. It's just their gameplay doesn't suit me just well. I just not into it where if nintendo nintendo could come out with tons of games i'm going to rush with nintendo to get their game because even if i like it or not they are not saying that they're hit or miss uh with what they produce it's just that they have a better quality and that's very suitable for me like i'm having more fun with their games than um i am with bethesda and that's just me um but I don't feel entitled to tell Bethesda, oh, you need to change this because me as a gamer, I'm not going to buy your game if you don't change it. It's not like that. Maybe their games are just not suitable for me in their gameplay style. Like, it just doesn't feel right. You know, and I played a lot of games that that's probably in that same format, that same formula, but that company may do it better than what Bethesda does. I'm not saying, like I said, I'm not saying that they're not, um, they're not a good company i just feel like their gameplay is broken this is kind of how i even feel about bioware i feel like with the more choices and stuff like that i just felt like a lot of their games were broken star wars of the old republic um the one that was on xbox and uh xbox 360 it really was not suitable for me i'm sorry about that everybody there we go always remember to keep your phone on silent uh, but due to me being on call for work, I wasn't able to do that. Um, getting back to Bethesda, uh, they're just, I mean, Bioware, I'm sorry. Getting back to Bioware, it took me a long time to actually sit down with them. I own Jade of Imp- uh, Jade Empire. I own that Star Wars of the Old Republic. That's how I come to the con- uh, conclusion that Bioware games are not for me. It, I own the Sonic Chronicles that's on DS by Bioware. Um, I own the Mass Effect trilogy. And it doesn't take to uh, the Mass Effect trilogy to me actually sitting down and seeing what Bioware was all about. Like, I'm sold on Bioware's games. Um, I'd have Dragon Age Inquisition that I need to start, you know. So, it, you know, it took a certain game to get it right. And I just don't feel like with Bethesda, I don't feel like any of their games that I'll play in the future with them as a company are going to be suitable. It's going to fit me. Um, it, 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 I just feel like there could, it could be done in a better 
way but that's just me i just but i feel like personally i'm not entitled so does art direction hinder a purchase of a game for some people it does um i i like i said earlier um over you could overlook the art give that game at least a chance we have options of streaming it um we have options of renting it going over a friend's house and playing it um or getting it if it's available for pc and they got it real cheap um you might be able to overlook the art and get it for two dollars maybe wait for a steam deal that might be something there's ways to obtain it but at least give it a try don't never let our art direction or graphics or you know mostly art direction don't let that ever hold you back for getting a game um and that's the show thank you guys everybody for listening i want to hear what you guys think about art direction and has that ever hindered you from purchasing a game you can email the show at my up to comment at yahoo.com and you can follow me on twitter at that retro code t-h-a-t-r-e-t-r-c-o-d-e um you can friend me on facebook under ever varnell i want to hear what you guys think um but i do want to give out some shout outs uh to these people and their podcast because they're just very wonderful to listen and, and interact with um the happy hour with johnny and deuce their podcast um goes live on tuesdays and fridays give them a listen they're on soundcloud i think they're on itunes and follow them on twitter at hhp no hh podcast um at twitter um the digital nurse advocates they have a podcast um really good Corey um is a really great guy him his team they're now got a new format they got a video for it um so it's really good they had a discussion about Halo 5 and what they think of uh, the Star Wars movie that's coming. Um, really do give them a look. You guys can follow them also. And Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce on uh, Facebook. Uh, just look them up. You can join the community, the DNA uh, community page. Um, they also do uh, Weekly Strike, which is, is a podcast about Destiny. Um, really, if you need to know up to date, um, join uh, join them, and they even they, you know they invite people to come play race with them. Um, really good podcast. Um, really great to listen. Uh, Simon's Cake podcast at simoncake.wordpress.com. Um, I met George. Um, they're doing Secret of Men a playthrough on their YouTube page, so you can look up Simon's Cakes. Um, really great guy. Um, uh, uh, the George uh, the George that I talked to. Um, him, his team, they also had Adrian on it, um, talking about some games and stuff like horror games. Um, really great podcast. I do recommend you guys listen to them. They're also on iTunes, so subscribe to them. Um, the NBC Video Game Book Club. This is a part of the group that I am on. If you're on Facebook, come join us if you want to play old school Nintendo games or any Nintendo games. Um, we uh, vote on the console. Um, we vote on the game. This month for November, we're doing Fire Emblem Awakening for the 3DS. So do come and play with us. And we at the month, at the end of the month, we have a discussion. Leave comments, leave questions, uh, maybe even some tips. Come interact with us on there. Um, for October, George, Adrian, and I um, did the uh, video chat um, uh, episode about Banjo Kazooie. So you can hear my thoughts on why I think Kazooie is a sassy black woman. Very 
funny. Um, but you know, that's how I actually met George and he's just a great person. Um, and you know, we rank games and stuff like that. So come check us out. Um, this weekend, um, the extra life charity is going on. So different avenues is on Twitch and different streams will be showcasing. Um, you can go to extra life. That's E X T R A dash L I F E dot org. You can check that out. Adrian Eisen from game politics. He started one. Um, and then I think IGN and just different other people are doing live streams of video games and they're playing, um, doing a marathon. You guys can donate. Unfortunately, optional opinion will not be partaking because I have to work. Um, so I won't be able to do it, but I am going to be watching some live streams and I am going to be donating. So, you know, it's for a very good cause. Um, I do recommend people watching it and donating if you have time and you have money. If not, then enjoy the streams, enjoy the video games. Um, but I am going to be doing my best to watch as many people and I hopefully I could donate. Um, if I'm not able to donate, hopefully next week, I'll be able to donate because it's like I said it goes to a very good cause um, thank you everybody have a great weekend um, enjoy family enjoy friends enjoy some good food um, whatever the weather is be safe if you have birthday parties this weekend be safe that's my main thing I want everybody to have fun enjoy video games um, definitely for me um, I'm getting ready to podcast with FDN Cantu all also from the NVC Video Game Book Club. And we're going to be talking about Vanquish. So do look out for that and a bonus episode. Can't tell you what the bonus episode is about. You'll just have to check it out. Um, and I'm also getting uh, prepared and ready um, to do our, my three-part series of Do Video Games Help You in Your Sex Life? That's something that you guys should be uh, looking out. Going to start getting prepared for, to working on that. Um, I have a new... Uh, segment on uh, coming soon. I will tell you guys more about it. Um, it won't have anything to do with optional opinion, but I'll be able to let you guys know more. Um, it's um, going to be more of a written thing that you guys will be able to read um, at this time. Um, I'm still getting it together um, and I cannot wait for you guys to read them. Um, it's very good. Uh, only thing I can say is called The Moment. That's the name of the title um, and I will divulge more into that. Um, but once again, thank you everybody. Have a great weekend and I'm going to leave you guys out with this great cut that I found today. Um, just to let everybody know the music that I played, my intro was by New Jabez Horizon. Um, I had Resident Evil 3. Um, it was a safe music, uh, music theme. One of my favorite classics of the 16-bit area, Secret of Evermore, um, is the boss fight. Sexy Parodius, um, lovely... Lovely or Atomia, Atomia. You guys can check that out. <laughs> I I really want to play sexy sexy parodies. It, it looks like a really fun game. Um, of course, um, uh, magical sound shopper from Outrun. Um, the twisted metal uh thing, like the intro thing. And this last one is the Pokemon gay music dubstep remix. This is by um. Give me one second. Uh, this. This one is by Samuel Glassford. Sorry about that. I have to look at the name again. Uh, and so we're going to end this podcast with this uh, mix. Everybody, 
Give it a give, if you want to check out more misses, he do have more video game misses. You can check out Samuel uh, Glass for his own YouTube. Um, but I'm going to leave you guys out with this Pokemon mix. And like I said, everybody be safe. Have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. Um, if you got to work, um, make sure this podcast is on. Uh, if you on break, if you can listen to this uh, podcast, I'm sorry. You can also listen to Optional Opinion on SoundCloud and the Anonymous Radio Network dot net. Um, well, actually, the uh, anomalous the <laughs> soft star right there, the anomalous radio network dot podbean dot net. Uh, you can hear it there. Like I said, you can hear it on SoundCloud. I am trying to get it on iTunes, so just please be patient with me. All right, and once again, I'm about to get out because I got to go get something to eat. So, everybody, have a great day, and I'll talk to you later. And I'm out. Peace.